1: O oh Lord, open up our leaps, and our mouths
0: hear us, O King of heaven, when we call upon thee, Lord be the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begineth the fifth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well beloved, have a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry. Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. In mine ears said the Lord of hosts, Of a truth, many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair without inhabitant. Yea, ten acres of vineyard shall yield one bath, and the seed of an homer shall yield an ephah. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night till wine inflame them. And the harp and the veal, the tabret and pipe, and wine are in their feasts. But they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore my people are gone into captivity, because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself, and opened her mouth without measure, and their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Then shall the lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as it were with a cart rope, that say, let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh, and come that we may know it. Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore as the fire devoureth the stubble, and the flame consumeth the chaff, So their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossoms shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them, and hath smitten them. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them. None shall slumber nor sleep. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, nor the latchet of their shoes be broken, whose arrows are sharp and their bows bent. Their horses' hoofs shall be counted like flint, and their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like a lion, they shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey, and shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. And in that day they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land, behold darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. Here endeth the lesson. Please join me in the Benedictus on page 11 of the Book come Common Prayer. Page 11 of the Book of Common Prayer.
1: Blessed be the Lord God.
0: 142, the Book of Common Prayer, page 242. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, under whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, mercy upon us, and, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the saints of the fathers upon the children, under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And show mercy unto thousands of them that mock thee and keep my commandments. Lord have mercy mercy upon us and and upon our hearts. Keep Keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord have mercy mercy upon us and and upon our our hearts. Keep keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labour and do all that thou hast to do. For the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work. Thou, my son, and thy daughter, thy man servant and thy maidservant, thy yeah. cattle, and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, Lord, have mercy upon us, upon our hearts. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, Lord, have mercy upon us, us, and in our hearts keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, Lord have mercy upon us, and, us and in thy hearts keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have
1: mercy upon us, and in thy hearts
0: keep this law. Thou shalt not Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, Lord have mercy upon us and by, and by our our all these laws in our hearts. Our Let us pray. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States and to all in authority both wisdom and strength to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy field. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. The God's Epistle and Gospel, appointed for the second Sunday in Advent, is found beginning on page 51 of the Book of Common Prayer. Page 51. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which thou hast given us in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armour of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the light from all, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, now and ever.
2: The Epistle is written in the 15th chapter of Romans, beginning at the 4th verse. Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort, of the scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another, according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us, to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of circumcision for the truth of God, to to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles, and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. And again Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Here endeth the epistle.
0: Please stand. The The Holy Gospel is written in the 21st chapter of St. Luke, beginning at the 25th verse. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable: Behold the fig tree and all the trees; when they now shoot forth. Ye see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things from the past, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy words shall not pass away. Please join me in the Nicene Creed on page 246. Page 246. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things, visible and invisible, and in one more Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and descended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and Apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please join me in Metrical Psalm 21, found in the Psalms of David and Meter on page 32. Page 32, the Psalms of David and Meter. Uh. Tells us an awful lot about who we are and where we stand in the great war between good and evil. People who use their power to abuse others do not want to hear these words. Questions we might have in our minds. Are we confused about why God would need to destroy in order to create? Are we afraid of what this news means if it is true? If we were to describe the general outlook of our fellow men, we could use worse words than confused and afraid. Confused and afraid. So much of the anger and loneliness and self-abuse which modern technology and relative affluence have only made worse, so much of that pain, and it is pain, So much of it is revealed in the confused and fearful hearts of those hopeless souls smiling at us on TV, or in those glossy Photoshop celebrities in the checkout line magazine rack, or in the screen-lightened faces of those frantic smartphone scrolling masses. How could we not find anything but confusion In a fake plastic world constantly screaming at us for approval? How could we not find fear in a world terrified of being alone with its thoughts? And so another year passes with fewer births and more homicides, another dip in life expectancy, another spike in overdose. Mankind's blind faith in human progress has once again run into the human weakness for self-destruction, which must be cleansed from this world before it can ever be redeemed. At the first advent, at the first advent, at the first coming of Christ, Christ came to purge this evil from our hearts. He will soon return, as we read today, purging from the world. What role, then, does the Christian have in a temporary world of confusion and fear? Do we join those without hope and simply ache their anger and sadness for the cheap comfort that's always found there? Do we wall ourselves up in towers of self-righteousness, shaking our heads as our neighbors and family and enemies and friends sign up to be ravaged by all the faithless ghouls to whom the damned daily prayed for salvation? Is that all God forbid? No. Our calling, as St. Paul makes clear today, is to be the living antidote to the lethal confusion and fear which plagues humanity. We are called to live in the certainty which flows from the unwavering, unshakable trust in the promises of God. For the Christian, journeying in the dark realms of now, Confusion must be replaced with trust in the faithfulness of God. Fear must be replaced by faith in the Word of the Lord. This transformation of our hearts and minds will not happen by accident. Nothing does. There's anunciation of sin and death. Confusion and fear will not happen by accident. Put another way, if as Paul tells us, as Jesus tells us, hope is life. For the sake of our lives, and the lives of our neighbors and families, we must know the answer to the question, where do I find humanity's only true hope? Where do I find humanity's only true hope? St. Paul, Gives us today the hard but simple reply. He writes, But whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Our reaction to this news will also tell us a lot about who we are and where we stand in the war between. That heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Do we feel this everlasting power when we read or listen to the Holy Scripture? Do we understand that our touchstone to immortality itself, our touchstone to peace, is not found in the arms of those we love In the last moments of our favorite movie or in whatever space we seek transcendence, all those things will be taken away from us. All of them. All of these parts of our lives, they may be beautiful commentaries on the truth revealed in God's Word, but they are only cruel mirages if disconnected from that eternal Word. That Word which... Created the universe is the only thing capable of recreating our hearts and filling us with the peace and hope the fallen world can never take away. We can hold that word in our hands. We can have it coursing through our hearts and brains. We can proclaim it to our children and our neighbors, and our enemies. My daughter. Again, St. Paul gives us an answer. He writes, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. What do we learn from these two passages of a Holy Spirit's five scriptures? What do we learn? That the Bible is not a source for carefully selected motivational material or an echo chamber for any earthly tribe or political party's ideology. No, it is a weapon designed by God to cut through the lies and deceptions we pile on ourselves. Reading or hearing the word of God should be a painful experience because we will again and again come into contact with the holy God who is calling us to amputate from our hearts those idols, our neighbors and families and enemies tell us we must love. Every time we come to God's word, we meet the same Lord who looks at prostitutes and tax collectors and fishermen and apostles and doctors and priests and says, leave everything and follow me. Leave everything and follow me. It should be terrifying when the Creator looks at us naked and exposed and says those words. It is terrifying. And so, I don't blame anyone who attacks or hides from the Word of God. I pity them and I pray for them but I understand how ignorance of God's will might bring a certain kind of cheap and comfortable bliss. Human history, human history itself, is the story of fallen men trying to find and keep this false heaven until it is inevitably smashed by confusion and fear. But the preservation of ignorant bliss can be a powerful motivation for closing our eyes to the Lord who says, we must feel pain to understand hope. We must feel pain to understand hope. The world is confused by this. I'm confused by this. But should a Christian be surprised that hope follows suffering? Should we be surprised that that Should a Christian be shocked that being reborn and prepared for the new heaven and new earth will not at all correlate with the personal comforts and soul knowing pursuits our fallen world demands we prioritize over the worship of the living God? No, of course not. For the same world which longingly seeks our minds and our hearts took the Word made flesh and nailed into a tree until he drowned on dry land. That's it. The world hates the word. And while crucifixion may be a very effective temporary tool against the word, lasted about three days, not a bad one, it is always better to convince the confused and fearful to not only volunteer to be distracted to death, but to convince them to pay for it. Both the disgusting barbarity of the cross and the vile, disposable entertainment of now have the same effect if they keep us from the Word. If they keep us from the hope and peace that is the true Christian birth. If you've ever wondered how it is that our Lord's beloved apostles could abandon him at the moment of his greatest need. We need look no further than a generation of Western Christians who have just abandoned the word of God and their neighbors, and they needed them the most. Finally, let us end today in solemn meditation on those final four biblical quotes St. Paul gives us today. Three are whom the Psalms, a book most American Christians have just never read all the way through. The last is from Isaiah, the same. All of them speak of the glorious completion of the Messiah's work in the here and now, through the combined worship of Jew and Gentile in the church through the combined worship of all God's people together. The Word made flesh has begun his reign as the living embodiment of hope and peace by using his own broken and restored body to display for the whole world to see God's complete and utter faithfulness to his world-saving covenant with Abraham and through Abraham to all of the new humanity. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ has now made it possible for the church to praise God in the unity which can only come from the to-the-death commitment to the Word of God. The glorious praise of Christ Church unites the elect across all Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Please join me in hymn 22. church militant here on earth almighty never-living God in my of the Apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our arms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty beseeching thee to inspire continually the Universal Church with the spirit of truth unity and concord and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, especially Peter, our bishop ordinary, that they may vote by their life and doctrine, Set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me caught in due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor, all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life and thy faith in fear, beseeching thee to give us grace, so do you follow their good examples, that with them, we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. they so, Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. We'll Amen. Okay. The exhortation is done on page 255, the Book of Common Prayer. Dearly beloved in the Lord, even mind to come a holy communion of the body and blood of our Savior Christ must consider how St. Paul exhorteth all persons diligently to prove and examine themselves before they presume to eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For as the benefit is great, if with a true penitent heart and lively faith we receive that holy sacrament, but then we spiritually eat the flesh of Christ and drink his blood, that we dwell in Christ and Christ in us, we are one with Christ and Christ with us, so is the danger great if we receive the same unworthily. For then we are guilty of the body and blood of Christ our Savior. We eat and drink our own condemnation, not considering the Lord's body. We give God's wrath against us. We provoke him to plague us with donors, diseases, and sundry kinds of death. Judge their soil yourselves, brethren, that ye be not judged by the Lord. Repent you truly for your sins past. Have a lively and steadfast faith in Christ our Savior. Amend your lives and be in perfect charity with all men so shall ye be partakers of those holy mysteries. And above all things, he must give most humble and hearty thanks to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the redemption of the world by the death and passion of our Savior Christ, both God and man, who did humble himself, even to the death upon the cross for us miserable sinners, who lay in darkness in the shadow of death, that he might make us the children of God and exalt us to everlasting life, and in the end that we should all remember the exceeding great love of our Master and only Savior Jesus Christ, thus dying for us, and the innumerable benefits which by his precious blood shedding he hath obtained for us. He hath instituted and ordained holy mysteries as pledges of his love, and for a continual remembrance of his death to our great and endless comfort. To him, therefore, with the Father and the Holy Ghost, let us give, as we are most bound continual thanks, submitting ourselves wholly to his holy will and pleasure, and studying to serve him in true holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Amen. Amen. As a side note, all who are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and receive communion in their home parishes are welcome to receive you truly and earnestly repent of your sins and all love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of god and walking from henceforth in his holy ways draw near your faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to almighty god weekly kneeling upon your knees almighty god father of our lord jesus christ Maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past. And grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who His great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto Him, have mercy upon you, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hear with comfortable words our Savior Christ said, and to we'll all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also what St. Paul said: This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We are also in St. John 7. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous, and He is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts.
2: We lift Let them up to the Lord. Lord.
0: Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is, it is very meat right in our bounden duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy Holy Table, o merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same, Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood that we may evermore dwell in Him, and He in us. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of Thine tender mercy didst give Thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made, by His one oblation of Himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world and it institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. Whom the same night that he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. of our Lord Jesus Christ which was given for thee, preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Be upon him of the always. Take it eat this in remembrance that Christ died for thee, and in him in thy. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ which was shed for thee, preserve thy body and soul into everlasting life. Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in His blood, we and all Thy whole Church may obtain remission of our sins and other benefits of His Passion. And here we offer and present unto Thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto Thee, humbly beseeching Thee that all we who are partakers of this Holy Communion may be fulfilled with Thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins, to offer unto thee any sacrifice. Yet we beseech thee to accept this on bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen.
1: Glory be to God.